Good evening, and welcome to this special edition of Diz Dads Plus Podcast. This is episode 12. Um, this is a, a little bit different show. Um, we're recording this on Sunday, March 15th, and, um, you know, normally we would record this and it actually might not even come out for a couple of weeks because sometimes we hold on to them and, and just kind of work ahead a little bit, but News of the day here uh, just sort of struck us as being too important not to talk about. So we're going to take a, a look at some news, some information that we hope people will take to heart and find useful, and uh, we'll probably be back to our regular shenanigans a week from now. But uh, for now, anyway, uh, I am still your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and I'm still gathered in the man cave with my able co-hosts, Tim Hicks. There's a snake in my boots. And Willie Crocker. Hey guys, welcome back. So as I alluded to in the intro, um, obviously the world of travel is dominated by discussion that frankly is dominating in every other aspect of our lives these days, uh, almost worldwide. And that is the COVID-19 uh, coronavirus that has had a massive impact on our day-to-day lives and on travel in particular. So what we wanted to do was kind of talk through some of those issues and and how they affect travel, um, do whatever we can to help people kind of get through this part of it and get to the other side of uh, this, this pandemic, because, you know, this, this isn't, this isn't a permanent state of being, right? This is, this is what you do to get things under control. And, uh, Talk a little bit about the the specific impact on the travel destinations that we commonly talk to people about, um, and then you know maybe even look a, a little bit ahead at, at what things might look like on the other side of this. So um, first things first, Willie, talk to me about Disney destinations initially. Right? What what what's our current status as of March fifteenth? What do we know? March 15th, we know Disneyland in California is officially closed through the end of March. Disney World just closed effective about an hour ago, and they are closed also through the end of March. It looks like Disney Alani is still wide open. I have seen it, it, friends and family there. Yeah, we have a, a client who, who uh, arrives tomorrow. Yep, and it's still going. It's thriving. I don't know how, but great. I'm glad it's still thriving. I don't know that it will be for a whole lot longer. We'll get to the next topic here in a minute, but exactly uh, for now. So we have Walt Disney World and Disneyland closed through uh, the end of March. Uh, now, Tim, pick us up with the uh, status for Disney Cruise Line because Disney Cruise Line has actually already given us sort of two steps of update, right? Correct. And um, to my knowledge, the Disney Dream is probably the only ship still on the water right now. 
which will be returning in the morning. Um, all Disney cruises have been suspended through at least April 12th, and then we'll see what happens after that. Right. So, so all the Disney destinations and, and, you know, they previously, uh, put closures in place in Shanghai, Hong Kong, Tokyo, and, uh, Paris, which means that to my knowledge, this is the, the first time, I mean, first time since 9-11 at least, uh, that all of the Disney parks, you know, worldwide are all closed at the same time. Um, I do believe Shanghai has soft opened. Well, they've opened. Yeah, they've they've not opened the park. They've opened right. stores and they've opened the hotel. Right. So the um, soft open. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, in any case, you know, we know everything is closed at least at the end of March. Cruise line at least through uh, middle of April. Now, there's one other piece that sort of complicates things for the cruise line, and that is that. So the the, the cruise line closures were part of a deal that appears to have been sort of negotiated between the cruise lines and the, uh, the, the white house and the CLIA kind of brokered everything. So the cruise lines kind of all agreed to the same timetable. Meanwhile, Canada has put in its own limitation and they've got a rule in place at the moment that says that they're closing all of their ports to any ship that, carries more than 500 total people, right? That's passengers plus crew. So any anything carrying more than 500 is barred from their ports through, they're saying right now, the end of June, right? June 30th. Um, that, that does put the beginning of Disney Cruise Line's Alaska cruise season in jeopardy as well. Um, they have held off on canceling those sailings. They are apparently attempting to negotiate something with the Canadian government. Um, I, I, I don't know that I would be um, expecting a, a resolution that Disney wants out of that one. I don't see them winning. Yeah. That's, nope. Canada is very, very strong and very hard will, and they're not going to give in unless – there is some drastic, like, overall change in five minutes. Right. They and, and, are, and, and, oh, go ahead, Tim. I was just to say that Disney can't, you know, uh, legislate or, or negotiate or, or purchase their way into this one. This right. is this is beyond their control. Yeah. This is this is a foreign government <laughs> that has made a decision. Um, now, uh, as far as the park closures go, um, you know, the the other kind of peace lingering out there. And we should, we should, by the way, we should mention that, that um, Universal Orlando is following essentially the same um, pattern. They've announced the same closing dates, which is what makes it pretty clear that this was an industry negotiated deal, right? They're, they're all closing down um, Universal Hollywood and, and Universal Orlando as well. Now, the um, last I heard, the city walk is still open. Right. Unless, unless and so is Disney Springs. And Disney so is Disney Springs. Springs. So it's the same but idea. SeaWorld, um, I think, just closed today also. Okay. Yeah, so I haven't seen an official Sea World that. is basically probably going to go out of business. So cuz they are already financially really really on a shoestring budget. And you still got workers to feed. Yeah. Um all right. So so you know, those are the destinations we we commonly work with. Now, um the other piece to this is that to some extent, the cruise lines didn't have a whole lot of 
choice in the matter because it's also becoming increasingly apparent that even if they were to sail, there wouldn't be any place to go because more and more of the usual cruise line stops have closed their ports. So it, it wouldn't have mattered. You wouldn't want to be on that ship because you wouldn't be able to go anywhere. I mean, I suppose if you want to just, you know, float around in the ocean for a few days, but you're not going to get any uh, any excursions, as it were. Seven right. days at sea doesn't sound like fun. Right now it does. Yeah, at the moment right. it does. It, it kind of does. But, um, so, so you know, this is a, a really a piece of a coordinated, to the extent it can be, international response. And um, what that sort of gets us to, I think, is is the discussion of you know, why this all happening now. It, it feels, I know, sudden to a lot of people. And a lot of people were upset because it messed with their spring break plans. And, um, you know, they're, they're frustrated by that. And we understand that. Um, I mean, it, it, you all are frustrated because your trip was messed up and that's one. All of us have multiple <laughs> trips that, that they're not our own, but we, we always, you know, treat our guests as if it was us in their shoes, um, to the extent that, that that's how important it is to us. And, um, you know, we're doing everything we can to take care of, of these issues as they come up, um, the reality is, uh, I was talking to somebody else earlier today, and I was trying to think back. You know, Willie, you've been at this about the same amount of time, maybe a little longer than I have. Um, you know, can you think of any time when, as an and the, the example that came up was Disney Cruise Line. You know, can you think of any time when Disney Cruise Line would have been in a position of having to rebook this many cabins, this many bookings all at once, ever? Not at all. The first thing I thought of was 9-11 with this. Obviously, I'm not old enough to remember World War II or, you know, Vietnam or Korea, but this was literally above my head and above my pay grade. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Like, I was, like, talking to customers and, like, Disney was open on 9-12-01. Walt Disney World was open. Like, yep. This is this is bigger than nine eleven well, to a degree. It's different, right? And that's that's kind of where we're headed, right? It's different. Yes. When we when when Disney was responding to a terrorist attack, it was a matter of dealing with complete uncertainty, and you know the the issue of guest safety there was let's just get a handle on. You know, do we know that we were comfortable we can keep people safe? And they reviewed all their security protocols and they did all of those things. And in consultation with the folks in DC, you know, they determined that it was relatively safe. And, and we got things like a no fly zone over Walt Disney World, right? Um, that helped give them the confidence that they could keep guests safe. And really what it comes down to here is number one, there's a lot of unknowns. And number two, we're dealing with a communicable disease that high, you know, that, that, that people can be transmitting without realizing they have it. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Most people don't know they have it. And until they get majorly sick, they don't know what the real outcome is. And Disney can't afford to have, you know, four people in there sneezing and, or, you know, Licking the rails, as we've seen on those pictures. <laughs> I mean, it sounds terrible, but 
Right. That's what we see. That my mind, but yeah. yeah. But but I mean, you, you have a four year old. A four year old is going to do whatever they can with the thirty five minutes to wait to get on a ride. Yeah. It sounds well, terrible, but that's what they and, do. And, you know, don't take this the wrong way, folks. But the reality with this particular disease, based on the numbers that we see, is that. Frankly, the younger you are, the less likely the impact of the disease is to be is going to be felt strongly, right? You may get a fever, you may be sick for a couple of days, but unlike the you know influenza, unlike most respiratory illnesses, in general, children are faring much much better than older people. So the problem is that you get all these kids in and they're playgrats, right? Because they're carriers and they don't. There's no outward sign of it. Um, and there's the, that's the real concern. You know, you, you've got these crowds of people and, and, you know, when, when two thirds of your guests are the category of people who, you know, are the least likely to show symptoms when they're infected, it's a difficult situation to, to get a handle on. But then you think about all the people that, you know, the older people that are tooling around, you know, Disney World in, in wheelchairs. And, you know, next thing you know, their lungs are going to be Swiss cheese. And that's just, that's not a risk that uh, anybody wants to take, let alone Disney. No, of course not. And frankly, if you th- thought about it for 30 seconds, you wouldn't want to do it either, right? As a guest, you wouldn't want to be putting that stranger next to you at that kind of risk either. Right. I mean, who wants to end up in the hospital? Not me. Well, that's what I always used to tell my friends at work. If you're sick, go home. I don't want to get sick. And they would always say the, I want to use my sick days when I'm really sick. Well, I don't want to be sick. So (laughs) while you wait to get really sick, you're going to make me get really sick. Right. Exactly. And that's what we're going through. Right. And, and it's true. I mean, I think part of the problem that we're facing with getting people to accept, um, you know, the, the term that we're all using is social distancing, which, I mean, I get it. I understand the point of the term. I think sometimes that we choose – it's a Carlin-esque thing. You know, at a certain point, we choose language that, although it's descriptive, it's so soft and kind that people don't take it seriously. Um the concept of social distancing is a serious concept. It's a science-based concept. It's not just, you know, people treat it as, as some kind of, of uh, you know, quackery or something. It's based on very solid science. And Dude, keep on your side of the man works. cave, all right? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, keep, well, yeah, exactly. It, keep it, on my side of the man cave. I mean, it works. Yeah, exactly. And frankly, what's really interesting to me, and I don't know if you guys have played with the little data simulator that the Washington Post ran over the weekend, but um, it, they showed in the simulation that the evidence is really strong that, that conscious social distancing is more effective at preventing the spread of disease than strict curfews. Because well, something that's this communicable is just, you know, I mean, the flu is one thing, but we have, you know, we have Tamiflu. We have some things that we can do to address regular influenza. We have nothing that we can do to address this other than hospitalize you and wait and see how you go, you know? So right. uh, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you. In the no, no, that's a great point. And that's exactly it, right? I mean, it's the other, it's sort of, there are three pieces here, right? The, the first piece that we talked about already is that you can get it and walk around and not even realize you have it because most people, especially young people, have very mild symptoms. The second piece is, okay, how do you deal with that? Well, you deal with that by social distancing. You keep your and, – and, and I know that like part of it is 
for whatever reason, there seems to be an attitude among a lot of people that, well, if if the thing you're suggesting doesn't protect everybody completely, then we need to be looking for a different solution. And, you know, come on, folks, you don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good here, because there isn't. Exactly. There exactly. isn't an answer that's going to keep everybody completely safe all the time. It is a, a, a combination of answers that are pulled together to create a solid solution exactly i was just reading a great article in taiwan they did social distancing right and they are starting to come out and guess what people are totally healthy they're doing well but they followed the guidelines right and And they're and they're they're about two weeks ahead you know sort of cyclically ahead of the the places that resisted that correct um, and, and really, so that's what we're talking about. The, the whole point of this social distancing is that you want to reduce, you know, keep the number of contacts you have as minimal as possible. So that that means that you have the fewest number of contacts, the lowest frequency of contacts, right? Um, and And ideally, the fewest different contacts, right? So if you can keep things to your family and... No, people aren't saying you can't go to the grocery store ever, right? They're saying, think ahead. Instead of, I, I was trying to be good for a while there, and I would try to go to the grocery store every day, right? Because it would get me to buy fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables that we would use, and I was cooking better because of it. But you got to put that on the shelf for now. <laughs> right, it's time for mean, the frozen green beans and the frozen corn. Just back. suck it up. And just do it. Anyway, the but canned the vegetables and fruits are just fine for now. Right. And, my and, keto diet is out the window, but, you know, that's how it works for now. I'll right. be all right. Right. You can do it in six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks. Like, exactly. And there are things that you can do, you know, even, even when you think about going to the grocery store, how many uh, communities now have the ability to, you know, um, get online and say, here are the things that I need, and the store will put those things together for you and bring them out to your car. So you don't even have to go in and be in a crowd of people. So, you know, that's something you definitely want to think about taking advantage of. Definitely. Good suggestion. Our stores just canceled that. Oh, because no, of the people. Really. Well, yeah. because of the people, people that, that well, oh. is it is it curbside pickup that they got rid of or just we the got, delivery service? Delivery is still on. We have no more Interesting. curbside pickup. Is it just because of the the crowd? I think the, it's the lack of the employees. Oh, okay. Like they use the employees as much as they can in the store right, and right, right. not for Oh yeah, that I also sense. saw some other places were doing that where basically they were um they were pulling um workers off the floor and bringing them in it instead of having them out in the floors and doing stocking and things while while people were shopping, they would wait. And when the store closed in the evening, they would bring them in to do stocking and do all that. And it wasn't necessarily because of the crowd of people. It was because it reduced the number of contacts. Correct. And that's, that's what they're doing here. Now, our groceries used to be open until 11. Now they're open until 8. So yeah. they, they fill the shelves between 8 and whatever time they wake up or you right, know, right. the store Close opens. Completely, yeah. And our right. local stores that used to be 24 hours, they're now only open 6 to 11, 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Yep. And then they restock. Right. Yeah. And we got, you know, I was seeing news today that even the, you know, the Walmarts that were open, you know, 24 hours are now closing at midnight or closing at yep. 11. It's the same kind of idea. And, and all of this, again, is, yeah, they know 
lots of people are still going to go to these stores, but whatever you can do to reduce the number and to spread them out, the better. So, you know, yeah, you still need to go to the grocery store, but, but try and go, you know, once and get everything you need for a couple of weeks. And, and if you forgot something, you know what, get creative. I mean, almost everything has a substitute. <laughs> you right. can find and a way. Please, please don't panic buy. Don't buy stuff just because it's there. Sure. You know, buy the things that make sense for you, your diet, the things that you normally would get, you know, do it. Or, or like you said, Aaron, get, find a suitable substitute. Yeah, because it's not like the food isn't available. It's that we're trying again to reduce, to, to resist that. Because we're an instant gratification culture. We know it, right? We we decide we want something, and if we want something, we want it now. Resist it for a little while. You know, I, the meme that's been making the rounds that got my attention today is, you know what? Our grandparents used ration coupons during World War II and fought wars. All we're asking you to do is sit on the couch. Two hundred percent. I can do that. I know. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I'm gonna sit on the couch. I'm a pro. I have no problem thinking my phone's gonna ring in the next three to five weeks, unless right. people are calling, <laughs> begging for some kind of Disney deal that comes out. All right. So I think that's a, that's the, the Willie prompting me to to move us on a little bit and start talking about the uh, the other side of this because here's the the deal, folks. I know it's annoying, right? I know none of us like being told what we should do, told that we shouldn't go to restaurants, told that we shouldn't, you know, go out to a bar. But if we do this now, then it'll be over sooner. <laughs> I mean, this is all about cutting off the cycle. And and the more we resist it, the more we insist on living our lives the light, the way we lived it two months ago the longer we're going to feel this impact. And right now, the impact is annoyance. If we keep fighting it, it's going to be a different kind of annoyance. And I don't mean to be scary or obnoxious about it, but it's going to be funerals. Well, the thing about it is it's it's only um, um, hype and chaos if it doesn't affect you. As soon as it affects you, all of a sudden, this is serious. So how about we just do what we need to do to keep it from affecting you? Yeah. You know, it's it's not hype. It's you know this is very communicable, very um, uh, deadly for older people. I mean, every nursing home I've heard of, including the one that my father in law is at, has locked its doors. You know, so but the thing is, it's uh, it's it it we're in a, a day and age where we have the technology to be able to do things like you know I can record a message and send it to the. Uh, the nursing home where my father-in-law is, and they'll show it not just to him, but to everybody. So everybody gets to enjoy it. So there are things that you can do to stay positive through this and and make it through, and we will get through this. I mean, look, we record this show by getting on Skype. Guess what? Even if you don't think they can, I promise you, your parents, your grandparents can figure out how how to operate Skype or how to operate FaceTime and you know you can have that contact you can maintain that that opportunity to be face to face and and continue to do that you know and, and protect them um and, and if they I mean, can't yeah. The, yeah, the only thing that you're missing is the ability to hug them. Okay, well, we can we can work through that for, you know, 8 weeks or 6 weeks or however long it takes. There's nothing that, you know, I can say in person that I can't say over FaceTime or over Skype. Right. Um but but so looking a little bit to the the other side of this, um 
we we are cry- kind of trying to to you know bring all this together and um from the the i guess getting back to the travel piece of this um before we get too far into you know what next we probably ought to address just a little bit you know what you do if you have travel plans now that are being affected um because you know that has been um sort of the <laughs> what what mine and willie's and to some extent tim's lives have been revolving around for the last uh, week or so um i must have gotten you know more than 100 different emails from various suppliers giving us updates on the new policy and the new amended new policy and the third version amended policy it's a moving target, folks. It seems like it's an update every day, and to, in a lot of cases, it is an update every day because, like you said, it's very fluid. It's very changing. Yeah, and sometimes more than one a day. And they've been very good about keeping us up to date, which is awesome. Yeah. Yes. So the biggest thing – I mean, if we start with Disney, um, the the first thing that they did that – tried to kind of help people who have trips that are coming up that are concerned about what the status of everything is going to be by the time their trip gets there is that they have changed the final payment date, right? They've changed the, well, okay. <laughs> Go through, cause, cause this gets confusing because there's two things that they've changed. They've changed the final payment date, but they've also changed your um, sort of refundability date, right? Which is, which right. is kind of distinct from final payment, right? So, um, all right. So somebody, Willie, somebody has a trip that they're taking, um, the first week in May, right? So they're, they're supposed to arrive May 1st. When would their final payment normally be due? 30 days in advance. Okay. So they're going to be checking out on May 1st. That means April 1st, they'd have to be paid in full. So what's, what's Disney done about payment in full for those folks They were normally going to have to pay April 1st, which is the, literally the day after at the moment the parks are supposed to be reopening. Um, you know, if, if I'm still nervous about my trip, do I, do I have to pay that money up front? No, you do not. You have to pay on May 24th or no, April, I'm sorry. April, April 24th. 24th. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, that's yes. right. So April 24th, so seven days in advance. So Correct. you're not, I mean, you know, that's always been still a refundable time period from Disney. But at this point, you can wait until seven days before travel to make that final payment. So you can relax about that a little bit. And we know that, you know, a lot of people are also going to have some resource issues that come up from staying home. <laughs> um, we get it. So so the first issue is your final payments moved out. Now, let's say you, you move out your final payment date, you go ahead and pay, and it's you know, a week ahead of your, your trip, but, um, you know, the sort of ongoing ripple effects of all of this, and it comes that you just can't get a decent flight because the flight you were on is canceled. That's going to be another issue that we're dealing with is that we've got lots of flight cancellations coming because the airlines have been cutting back service. So you can't get decent airfare. Well, you're still okay. All right. As a matter of fact, you could be three days before travel and you're still okay. Because if you cancel at that point, it, it, normal under normal circumstances, once you were inside five days, you could cancel, but Disney's going to keep your $200 deposit. Now, you could cancel three days before travel, and you get it all back, right? Which is unheard of. Like Exactly. They have not done this any time that I know of. I'm aware of. Nope. Even hurricanes. Yeah. 
Like, so you, it's yeah. So you can with Disney, you can cancel twenty four hours in advance. I believe it is. Is it twenty four or forty eight? It's twenty four. Twenty four. Okay, I thought yeah. so. So twenty four hours in advance, cancel. You get everything back. You're, it's it's you know you're you're not going to be out that money if the trip is prevented, and you don't even have to worry about the issues with travel insurance or any of that. There may be other reasons. It's still a good idea to get travel insurance, but getting your money back from Disney is not one of them. Um, my understanding is that Universal is following um, the same policy, um, so it's delayed final payment and um, also refundable until 24 hours um, before travel. So, you know, when it's time to start getting back to the parks, um, you don't really have to have to stress about it, about, you know, are am, am I guessing about things being reopened? If they're not, you know, yeah, it'll be frustrating, but you shouldn't really lose any money out of the exchange. And, um, you know, I know if you're working with Tim or Willie or me, I mean, we're going to do everything we can to sort of transplant that trip as best we can to um, a future date. Um, and, and trust us, we want to help you. We want to make everything as smooth as possible, take the hassle out of it for you. That's what travel agents do. And uh, uh, Aaron, I know you've made this point a couple of times. This is not what Costco is going to do for you if you booked your, your travel through Costco. <laughs> <laughs> we are here for you. This is this is why we do what we do. Uh, so, you know, if you're if you're calling one of us to you know about your trip, or if you're calling Disney directly, just understand that call volumes are going to be high. That's how it is. Be patient. Don't scream at anybody. I mean, you know, it works on the phone the same as it works in person when you're there. If you're upset about something and you talk calmly and politely to a cast member about it, you're going to get a lot farther than if you're yelling and screaming and and and, and pitching a third grade hissy fit. I tell my customers all the time, please and thank you go a long way at Disney. Well, and, and you know, you, you do need to be prepared for a couple of things that I know so far the the feedback I've heard, you know, the, the two things that people are finding frustrating are, number one, that, yes, Disney is giving you, you know, all of your money back. And frankly, they're making it easy for you because you can basically move your reservation, which means you don't have to wait for a refund to process, Right. It's they just move the money. That said, everything at Disney now is date based. So yep. when you move to different dates, it might cost more, it might cost less. We don't really know until we, you know, set it up. Um, so, so you do have to be prepared for the fact that the the bottom line number may change, and if the bottom line number is lower, you'll get money back. Um, and if the bottom line number is higher, then you will have some additional money due. Um, but, but they're doing their best to accommodate everybody as best they can. Um, the second piece is that, no, Disney is not offering extra compensation to people whose trips are interrupted here and who have to reschedule. Um, I know that that's happening on the cruise lines. Those are, that's a different story. And, and we can talk, I think, in a minute about maybe why that is. But, um, the fact that Disney is being so accommodating is already above and beyond what most tour operators are doing. Um, it's pulling teeth to get some of these resorts to even, you know, relax their cancellation policies when, you know, it's not possible to get there anymore. Um, Disney is saying, you know what? Don't even mess with it. Don't worry about insurance. We'll, we'll take care of it. 
So, so you know, there is no and rebooking discount. There's no rebooking bonus. All right, at Walt Disney World Disneyland at this point, um, they're doing their best to reaccommodate everybody. Put yourself in their shoes. You know, if you got how many thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people are at Disney every single day. And when you are facing an unknown, like we are now, they're closed. And, and today the CDC said, Hey, you know, eight weeks, you know, for any place that, that gathers 50 people or more, um, it, this thing is changing. And for, you know, for Disney, this is a huge thing. And if, uh, you know, they can't, they can't help this any more than you can. So, you know, the fact that, uh, that they have relaxed their policies the way they have really says a lot to, uh, to Disney's classic, you know, supreme customer service so you know again you take it easy on them you figure out how to rebook that's what they're doing too they're trying to figure out how we're going to you know how they're going to accommodate all the people who were supposed to be there this week uh and figure out you know what they're going to do with that exactly i mean on average twenty-five thousand people families included check in a day so you think about where are they going to put the next 20 days of people over the next three and a half, uh, six to nine months. Right. You know, when you think about and the fact that most, yeah, most people, yeah, most people have booked these Disney vacations at least six months in advance. At least. Right. Now that also leads to the next piece, which is if your trip is one that's traveling in the middle of April. Okay. Just relax a little bit. Hang on. As of now, your trip is fine. Yes, we know there's a chance that the closure may be extended. And frankly, after today's announcement, it may be even likely that the closure will be extended. One of the reasons likely for doing this closure in sort of a phased way a couple weeks at a time is that logistically, okay, you got to be able to handle it on their end to, to you know, process the cancellations and the rebookings. As it is with just two weeks worth of guests, right? We've got, we've been dealing with hold times of two to four hours if you're trying to call in the middle of the day. Minimum. There's been six hour waits. Yeah. And, and there have been times where you just couldn't get through it all because right, it's just a business signal. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt I, very fortunate to only have a 30 minute wait time a few days ago. I mean, I've had a couple where, We've called and and the the message was we're sorry call back later there are no lines available, um you know because they were so backed up so you know this is a massive number of people that you know these same people booked their trips over a several month period and they're trying to all get rebooked in a week um so it's it's important to to be a little bit patient. If you're trying to get your travel agent to help you with your trip and they say, you know, I, I didn't get it done yet or I can't get it done yet, they're not just blowing smoke, okay? Disney said, don't call us with those yet. Please, wait. <laughs> they're begging us. Um, they really need us to prioritize the folks who, you know, essentially have no vacation now because they're, they're, you know, the resort is officially closed on the dates that they're supposed to be there. And they got to get those folks taken care of before they can do anything else. And, you know, I understand that it's frustrating and, and if we can get things done online, we'll do our best to do them online. But a lot of this stuff requires calling in. And when it requires calling in, there's only so many bodies, right? Only so many ears. 
remember, they're going to get sick too. So we have to deal with them having people calling out and people not being able to come to work, just like we're dealing with in our hometowns. Well, and and as a business, they're also trying to do some of the same things that are probably happening in your own communities, which is people, you know, they're, they're dividing people's shifts up so that they have a lower density again, right? Fewer contacts, less frequently. So they're, they're going to try and reduce density in the offices. They're going to try and reduce um, the overlap of shifts. So that's going to affect the capacity to handle all of these calls. And to the extent that people can work from home, you know, depending on what their roles are, they're doing exactly that. I know that's um, I know that's happening throughout many different businesses, not just the travel industry business, but many businesses. Yeah, I mean, it was really impressive when the guy, the, you know, the Space Mountain operator was working from his living room couch. I, I was blown away. Wow, I didn't know you could even do that. <laughs> <laughs> not Splash Mountain. No, not Splash. And not don't expedition have Everest. They, they don't have people getting injected. There, you know? <laughs> um, He's still on sick days. <laughs> the Yeti guy. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a really bad, inappropriate Asia joke there um, that I'm not going to make. Uh, <laughs> don't, let's stay away from that. All right. So, so that's the, the parks. The cruise line is another one that's a challenge because um, – the the cruise line situation, you know, the, first of all, the cancellation came very short notice, especially in the cruise world. Um, I mean, you know, there was no forewarning. They said basically as of, you know, two days from now, we're not sailing. Um, and they initially said through, um, you know, I guess a, uh, end of March, the same as the the. Uh, resorts. Now they're saying what April twelfth or something like that. Yeah, April twelfth, April sixteenth, something like that. Um, I I think that um, you know, frankly, we're likely to see. uh, I would be surprised, given the port closures and things, if we didn't see some more cruise suspension of service. You know, that extended at least some. Well, Um, and again, let's talk about the generosity of of Disney. Um, Some of the people that were uh, supposed to cruise like this week, not just got got a refund, they got 150% credit towards a future cruise, 150%. And that's probably going to be really important because trying to get them rebooked when the cruise lines already book up so much, you know, so far ahead of time. um, Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on there. And that's that's what I was kind of getting at initially when I was talking about the fact that you know some people saw that Disney Cruise Line folks were getting 150 percent credit, and they're saying, well, why don't I get 150 percent credit for my Walt Disney World reservation? The, the difference is that there are 35 Walt Disney World resort hotels. There are four ships, and those four ships were anywhere between you know 70 and 80 percent booked at a minimum. For yeah. every itinerary that was already released. And those four ships aren't in the same location. Right. They're all across the, you know, continental right. United States. Oh, yeah, States no, no, but I'm just, I'm just talking Caribbean. about purely in terms of beds, right? It, the the supply and demand piece forces the price higher on the cruise line because, you know, if you cancel um, a month's worth of cruises here, if we end up going to the, the middle of April – where do you get a month's worth of beds on the rest of the itineraries? Right. Exactly. That's and there's the, the challenge. And, and so the, the reality is, and we know how pricing for Disney cruise line works as the categories fill up, the price goes up. So, 
yeah, they're getting 150% credit because it's going to take that 150% credit to offset yeah, exactly. the fact that they're going to have to cover a likely price increase on their crews. Exactly. The other thing is, if you think about it, there's four ships, four weeks. That's 16 like cruises, roughly. There's only, what, a thousand beds? You know, a thousand rooms on the cruise ship. Maybe a little more. A little more. Yeah, more than that, yeah. Okay, say 1,500. Right. There's more than that at All Star Sports. Oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Right? You can go to All Star Sports and fill the whole cruise ship. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. You know, you might be onto an idea there, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to All Star Sports. <laughs> That's you know, it, it does make me wonder <laughs> at a certain point if they have to keep extending this, it, it does make for some interesting uh, possibilities for uh, wish inaugural sailings, right? I mean, at a certain point, if they have to keep extending this, it seems to me that the only logical thing to do is to start offering people space on a ship that is the one that doesn't have space already occupied on it. Right. That isn't even afloat yet. Yeah. Um. Which would be kind of cool, but you It'd know, be awesome. Yeah, I mean, hey, I have no leak. I have no inside source. No, I just no. pulled that out of a bodily orifice. I apologize. <laughs> I should wash that off first. Um, if but, it was for twenty seconds, but, exactly. but if that were, well, I sing day. it's a small world. You um, know, I, have, I was going to sing the ABCs, but I sing the Jackson Five version of it. So there's a lot of twisting and turning going on, and, and it gets makes awkward. A mess. But anyway, um, so so yeah, so but again. Disney Cruise Line is doing its best to accommodate people. This is the, what we're talking about here is the reality of their situation. They don't have another alternative. They're not going to kick off another guest and tell them they can't sail because they got to make room for somebody whose cruise got canceled. Um, so they're trying to make it as, as enticing as possible to, to, you know, get people on the ship. Um, and, you know, again, if, you're, if your cruise is one that's already been canceled, then, yeah, those are the, those are the priority to take care of. If you've got a cruise scheduled for July or August and you're concerned, all right, hold on for now. Disney Cruise Line, we can't make most changes online. I don't know if any of you realize that, but That's most true. changes cannot be made by a travel agent or by a consumer online. You have to call and their call center makes the changes. So it just it means that there's a bottleneck. And, and they're literally saying – if if you you know if you happen to get through and you start talking to them about a cruise that's happening in August, you know, it, it would be not unlikely for them to politely say, "I'm sorry, we need to focus on March and April right now," because they have to. Yeah, you can't fault them for that. This is the this is crazy right now. So, like like we've been saying, just be patient. It's okay. Right. right. It's okay exactly. to be concerned. But it's even better to just be patient. Right. And and if you're working with a travel agent, your travel agent will take care of this. All right. They will be on top of this. They'll be paying attention and monitoring for sort of the, the progress in the queue, so to speak, of what Disney Cruise Line is handling. They will get you taken care of. I promise. Um, you know, there are a lot of travel. I feel bad because, I mean, I think I'm dealing with the stress a little bit better than, than a lot of my colleagues are. Um, I think some of that is the luck of the way that my bookings happen to fall. Um, I was telling somebody before, I'm so lucky because I had a, a 
front-loaded March. So by the time all this came, like 75% of my business for March was already done. But, um, you know, a lot of people are under a lot of pressure here and they're doing everything they can to help all these guests. So be patient with them. Give them a chance to do what they do because by and large, they do well and they'll take good care of you. Very Especially much so. if they're Wicked Mouse or, or, or Mouse Master. Absolutely. <laughs> That's our job. We, yes. want, we want to keep people happy. That's right. And I keep telling my customers, just wait till next week. Everything was just announced on Friday. I know we're in that zone where we have to have it fixed tonight. Let's just wait till next week and see what happens. And when the, the phone lines aren't eight hours, six hours, three hours – more things will happen. Disney will have more announcements. They'll know more too. Well, let me give you a great example of this. Um, so we have a client. I feel terrible for him because he's been looking forward to this trip for two years. But they had um, an Adventures by Disney um, Italy and Naples trip. And it's it's the most frustrating situation possible because they were supposed to travel at the end of May, right? They were supposed to fly out May 30th. Most of the trip is in June, but they were supposed to fly out May 30th. Well, as of now, Adventures by Disney has canceled all of their tours to Italy through the end of May. Not beyond that, but to the end of May. Well, since they flew out May 30th, their uh, their their trip was canceled. Um, they, uh, you know, they, they were looking at an alternative, what they could do. They had very expensive um, business class Air already booked, and Delta is telling them that, well, yes, the the May flight is canceled, but your return flight in June is still on the schedule. So we can't refund the entire ticket until the back end of the trip is either traveled or canceled. So you get half off of half off. <laughs> I mean, they can't even get the, they can't even get credit to book an alternative flight until Delta makes a decision about June. And there's nothing his travel agent can do about it. There's nothing that that anybody but the airline could do about it. And the airline says we're not doing anything about it until we make a decision about those flights, and we just haven't made a decision yet. So and the we're sorry is, doesn't work. Yeah. No, the answer is wait until tomorrow because everything keeps changing on a daily basis. So right. just, especially if you're that far out, just hang on. Let's right. see how this thing works out. And that's the bottom line. The bottom line is that it sucks because you can't plan. But, you know, the the what I keep telling people is think about sort of planning with flexibility, right? Instead of picking particular days, look at a a week, look at a, um, a pattern, right? Can we do Tuesday to Tuesday? Can we do and just move it from month to month? Look, look for a way that you can start doing the, the, the fun part of planning, right? While you wait for the not so fun technical held up with cancellation and everything else piece of all of this. And stay inside people. Yes. Oh, stay inside, please. And and yes, and and it's not a as as the article that's been making the round says, it's not a snow day. Don't send the kids all out to play together on the cul-de-sac. 
okay. I know that it's frustrating. I know in some places the weather's starting to get nicer. I'm actually glad it's supposed to rain here all next week. Um, <laughs> won't be an issue so much, but uh, you know, I hope it snows. Yeah. <laughs> I never yeah. say well, those words. Actually, there is a weather system that's moving through this week. So, um, I know, uh, we're probably in Denver. We're probably least affected. We get snow on Thursday, but, uh, I know there's a lot of places from the central part of the country through the Southeast that are going to get a lot of weather this week. So yeah, yeah stay in. It's okay. Right. Um, hang out with your family. That's why you had your family. <laughs> <laughs> right, Netflix and chill, exactly. <laughs> hey, and 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 Disney Plus has been quite generous to us, right? They rolled out Frozen Two early. Um, it's it's available now for streaming. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Um, if you if you subscribe or if you know um, the Fandango Now service, um, it's actually it's not not a, a subscription service like like um, Disney Plus or Netflix, but you can actually stream. Uh, Rise of Skywalker already as of this past weekend. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And you know, you know, all these services are going to start dropping more and more stuff. Yeah. Because that's how they, that's how they're going to build their business. Hey, exactly. Drive business. I mean, out of necessity, don't, you know, you don't price gouge people for stuff, but Hey, there's an opportunity here. Let's drive the business a little bit. Right. I already saw CBS access is offering three months a free, no oh, yeah? credit card needed. Wow, that's uh, great. Really, that's yeah. Why not? Right. Why not? Oh, and you know, I, I did want to mention too. Um, a lot of school districts are pushing to, um, you know, they're extending spring breaks, and a lot of them are going to distance learning when people get back. Um, you know what? It, if you're having an issue with uh, internet access, either your access is too slow for the kids' you know schoolwork, or uh, it's not consistent enough. Um, a lot of the internet providers are offering either very very inexpensive, or in some cases, you know, free slash delayed payment programs um, to to go ahead and get you their service right away. So um, take a look in your community; it's going to be different you know, based on what providers are available. I know Comcast nationwide is, is pretty broadly available and, and they're one of the ones out on the front of this. Uh, I'm not, not always a huge fan of Comcast, but I'll give them credit for this. They're doing the right thing. Um, yep. being good corporate citizens and, and, you know, offering, um, really good pricing on, it's not, you know, you're not going to get a lot of, going to get a lot of bells and whistles, but you'll, your kids will be able to keep up with their schoolwork. And that's a that's a great point. I'm glad you made that. And uh, with as the as many people shifting to a, a work a distance learning or a work from home situation, uh, the the internet lines are probably going to be a lot more crowded than they have been in well forever. So you might really want to consider you know beefing up your 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 plan if you have a slower speed network Good point. as a way to combat this. You're going to save money on gas, so you might as well spend that money on the internet. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's really money on, on Disney trips, so yeah, <laughs> right. But um, we're still booking trips if anyone's interested. Yeah, well, and yeah, I was just going to say, are. and and so let's let's start looking ahead because we we've talked about some of the stuff that's frustrating and difficult right now, and and that's all true. On the other side of this is, you know what? We're still at a point that is an incredibly exciting time to be a Disney theme park fan. Worldwide, there is fantastic stuff 
on its way in process. I mean, the, the show we were originally scheduled to record tonight is about the transformation of Epcot. Because oh my gosh. Yeah. It's in the middle of, you know, a, a massive overhaul. And we'll get back to talk about that soon, but you know, you're going to want to see that. Um, there's stuff happening in, in literally every park around the world and the cruise line now, because we're now getting close to the point, you know, they're going to float out, assuming they can maintain the building schedule at the shipyard, but they're going to float out Disney Wish at the end of this year. And it's going to start sailing in the, you know, early 2021, which means the next time that we get a release of um, Disney Cruise Line itineraries, we should have the first Disney Wish itineraries available for booking. And then there's two more ships coming after that, too. So hang tight, people. There's a lot of good stuff. And uh, as Aaron mentioned, we do have the show coming up on the Epcot changes. But then um, we could probably devote an entire show to the the, the Star Cruiser experience. Uh, there's so many fun and exciting things. It's uh, I, I'm really happy to see... Uh, Disney really ramping things up. I mean, they've they've kept up with, you know, some changes over the years, but it seems like right now they're really ramping things up, and it's really an exciting time, like you said, to be a Disney fan. Um, and I and, totally agree. And and I will say, um, folks, if you get a chance, um, okay. So I, I have to say, I feel really awful for Pixar right now because. They rolled out just last week a really ambitious film, a totally original story, totally original concept, beautiful art, beautiful concept. And they released a movie right as everybody was being told, don't go gather in close quarters with lots of other people. That movie is going to tank and it's going to have nothing to do with the quality of the film, with the, you know, how compelling the story is, how well done it is. It's going to tank because everybody was told not to go. <laughs> Everyone was told to stay home. You're yeah, exactly it's right. Gonna, it's really going to be the movie that, did you see that on Disney plus? That's what it's going to be because well, it's going to yeah. blow up Disney plus because my brother went and saw it and said, it is hands down an amazing film. And no Same one here. knows what it is. Same yeah. here. So uh, my prediction is that what they'll do is um, probably release it early to streaming. Um, we'll see how early, but um, that that's my best guess because they've got to do something. I mean, they, they've got to get it out um, and they can't really hold it in the theaters too much longer because, you know, they also have Black Widow coming beginning of May. And, right. you know, that's that's sort of about around the time we should start seeing things get a little bit more um, flexible. Right. And, and we can't go to the theaters. theaters. Right. Well, this is what I'm saying. Right. Say, right? And that's, that's when people are going to be able to go again. It right. would be wise, in my opinion, of Pixar to re-release this in the fall. That's what I was thinking. Uh, maybe. Like, it's possible. They've done, September. you know, Disney's done that before. Um. I don't know. I mean, that's a whole nother topic. Maybe we'll talk, come back and talk about, about movies on another show. Cause we haven't, we haven't really done movies yet, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a it's an interesting thing. I mean, you know, Disney used to use the vault and used to roll out, you know, re-release films all the time to, to help them recoup their money. Um, but 
it's something that's kind of gone away since the VHS tape, basically. Right. So <sighs> we'll see. Yeah, but we just it, like I said, wait till tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> see what mean, happens. Literally, if you don't like tomorrow, wait till Thursday. Like it could be totally different by then. Exactly. Yep. Meanwhile, stay home, wash your hands, wash your hands like you have a club stamp you don't want your mom to see. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. But why weren't people washing their hands before? That's what's I know. So annoying. And okay, toilet so wait, paper. Oh my uh, gosh. Okay, I didn't tell you this story. I was okay. at the store today and um, of course the, the toilet paper aisle was completely wiped out. There were two workers that were unboxing to, uh, um, toilet paper. They couldn't even put it on the shelves. They were just handing it to people as they walked by. Here you go. Here you go. I've never, I thought I'd seen everything until I saw that today. Okay, folks, toilet paper is not going away. No, no. And, and if you're in the Kansas City area and I'm healthy, I'm volunteering right now. I will pick it up for you and deliver right. it to your home. It's Don't worry about it. It's not going anywhere. The factories can make it faster than you can buy it. Well, it's, certainly faster than you can use it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One would hope. God. I don't understand. Stop hoarding people. This is that's this what it is. Stop temporary hoarding. situation. Just buy what you need. Right. All right. Well, you know, folks, I, sorry to, for, to, to ramble on here with the show that probably feels a little like a, a bit of a downer. But, you know, we, we just felt like this was too big an issue not to talk about. It's had such an impact on our world in sort of the travel world. We know that it has impacted Disney fans and, you know, folks who, who have you know, Disney parks plans and Disney cruise plans on the horizon. Um, what, you know, we don't, we don't know anything that you don't know, really. Right, the, we keep track of it maybe a little more closely, but there's there's no secret channel of information. Um, the new CDC order that came out um, just this evening says that they recommend um, that people not gather, not not have public gatherings of more than fifty people. Um, there, there, you know, businesses and schools are an exception, but a lot of schools and businesses are going to do their best to keep to that. Um, as we were saying at the beginning, it, it's all about reducing the number of exposures and the frequency of exposures. So if you can keep those down, you know, we can all get to the other side of this faster. Um, Just stay home, people. Like, really, when it's May, you will have a nice season to go outside and enjoy. Like, let it rain for a week. Yeah. In the meantime, the sooner we get through this, the sooner we can get back to our travel plans. So just be patient. Go. Let's get through this. Right. Um, okay. So um, I'm going to say this one last time, and I'm going to sound a little bit crazy ranty, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I, there's read a really great article today. I may even post it to the to the Diz Dads podcast page, which I don't do very often, but I'll, I may post this article to the um, podcast page just for reference in case somebody was looking for it. Um, it's a fantastic article that basically helps helps you understand why this week and really this week and next week is sort of a critical point. It's a real sort of, uh, you know, firewall opportunity um, in breaking the cycle of this uh, pandemic. And, you know, the, the bottom line is it's not perfect. People are still going to get sick. But what we're trying to do here, folks, is we're trying to make sure that our hospitals can handle the people who get really sick and what, what, 
this sort of sort of circuit breaker here does is give hospitals a chance to treat the first wave of seriously ill people and get some beds opened up so that they can accommodate new folks who come in. Um, and, you know, more power to those doctors and nurses who are, when it's a communicable disease like this, literally working in the line of fire um, because, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Um, you know, it, the folks, you know, who are, are nurses and doctors and especially ones working in hospitals, those are the folks, you know, offer to bake them some cookies, offer to, to, you know, have dinner made for them and, and drop it off for them. Um, don't stay and hug them, but drop it off for them. Um, you know, do what you can to help lighten the burden on them. Cause it's going to be a tough one. And thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yes. All Everything right. that you can do, there is no kindness left unreturned. You know, we'll be back to the normal, um, fun, silly theme park talk, uh, in just a few days. So until that next time, until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster. Stay healthy out there, guys. Tim? Be safe, be healthy, and we will see you real soon. And Willie. Guys, please just listen to what they're saying and just stay home for a few weeks. We'll all get to go to Disney again soon. And I promise you, Disney World's not going anywhere. Have a wicked night. (laughs) 